0: So here we are in the hospital. I'm trying to work. I'm running around like crazy, uh, doing this, doing that, running to the hospital, running to the assisted living facility, picking up clothes, trying to work. It was a nightmare. I get to the hospital one night. My mother had finally made a decision. She said, I'm not, I don't want to be here. I want to be with dad. And I said, well, dad's dead. And I said, short of committing suicide, there's no way that you're going to be with dad. And she says, I don't care. I want to be with dad. I don't want to be here anymore. There is nothing left for me here. Kind of stung a little bit because, hello, I'm here. I'm your daughter. Hi. Um, It's hard to know what to make of something like this. And if you're a baby boomer, like me and you've got your parents living with you or you've got your mom or your dad living with you and uh, then all of a sudden they have this sharp decline in their health. Um, You're trying to figure out how to help them but they really don't want to be helped. She did not want to be helped she wanted to be left alone she didn't want to meet new people she didn't want to interact with anybody she didn't want to get up and move around she wanted to be with my father at this point i call my sister and explain to my sister what is going on and uh she talks to my mother and my mother starts to cry my sister starts to cry and My sister says she will support her whatever she wants to do. Um, It only took my sister a day to get up here, thank goodness, because I was so tired of dealing with all of this by myself, just second-guessing myself. Am I doing the right thing? You know, what more can I do? I've done all I can do. And it's about at this point where you feel A, useless, and B, used. Like, what more do you want from me? I gave you a place to live. It's a nice place. I take you where you want to go. I, I, I'm i at a loss. So I pick my sister up at the airport the next day. We go to see my mother in the hospital, and she still is adamant. She wants to go home. Um, so at this point, I'm talking to the doctors and letting them know that, You know, she really doesn't want to pursue any more treatment. The next step was to talk to the family doctor and get the family doctor on board to discharge her to hospice. And be very careful when you go the hospice route. You just can't trust that they will do what your parent wants them to do or what you want them to do especially once they get toward the end that's the most difficult part they will dispense morphine but they will dispense it according to the laws of the state they will not dispense any less and they will not dispense any more one thing that you have to be really really careful about is if they are in hospice that the medication is dispensed on time so as not to overlap but to make sure that when the next dose should be given it's given on time so your parent doesn't come out and feel horrible which will happen if they're allowed to come out of the morphine induced coma once they deteriorate to that point. I made sure that my sister and I were there every single day. We were there for eight or nine hours a day. For the first week, my mother slept a lot. We watched a little bit of TV. I asked her over and over again, is this what you want? Yes, this is what I want. And then came the really freaky part, the part that I don't think my sister and I will ever forget. It was three days before she passed away. She was still somewhat coherent, but mostly she was in another place. She wasn't in this world. It was like half of her body was in another world and the other half was sort of in this world we were able to talk to her before she finally went under and never came up again for one more day and then after that was silence but that day i will never forget my sister and i were at the assisted living facility and uh... We were both sitting there, and all of a sudden, my mother came out of a dead sleep, I think, and she was pointing behind me. And she said, Do you see it? And I said, No, Mom, I don't see anything. And she said, It's so beautiful. And I said, what's so beautiful? Can you describe it for me? And she said, the flowers, the beautiful flowers, they're so bright, they're so colorful. And I said, that's great. Of course, what are you going to say to somebody that's half in this world and half in another world? And she did that again and the next time she did it she looked right at me or through me and said that there was somebody standing directly behind me and I said can you describe the person for me she went on to describe who was standing behind me and and I said well I said it's not anybody that I know of I don't think she really cared She went right back to sleep and after that never woke up again. But my sister and I could tell that something was going on because she was either dreaming or talking to people because her her facial expressions would change and her eyes would be rapidly moving behind the eyelids. So I know that she was conversing with someone and possibly even moving around in that place where she was. I don't know. It's just so hard to say. I can only guess. But what was really strange was how my sister and I were just to the point of we wanted it over and we couldn't figure out like why why was she hanging on if she didn't want to be here and for three days her breathing would stop then start then stop then start and at one point her limbs were so contorted and to this day It's a memory in my mind that I will never forget, how contorted they were. And we tried to straighten her out and she just wouldn't straighten out. And the last day we went there in the morning and uh, we stayed for most of the day. I met my niece for, for breakfast and then my niece didn't wanna see her grandmother that way. So I said, you know, go. My sister and I went up and she was breathing, not breathing, breathing, not breathing. And we thought it would just never end. I didn't know if my mom was suffering, but I certainly was hoping that she wasn't suffering at this point. She didn't look peaceful. She looked intense. And... I never got to see her open her eyes again. We went home that day and we were ready to get up the next day and do it all over again when we got a call at seven o'clock in the morning from the hospice nurse saying that she had passed. I went and told my sister, and my sister was a little bit more emotional than I was, whereas I think I was more relieved that it was over. And that my mother was where she finally wanted to be. She wanted to be with my father. And I truly, truly believe that she was finally with my father. As difficult as it is to watch a loved one go through this transitional process, it plays tricks on your mind as you watch the loved one laying there in bed. And you're seeing like this invisible, almost energy around the bed itself. And I think if I had not been directed to read the book Embraced by the Light, I would not have fully understood what was going on. But I truly believe, after reading that book, that indeed, my mother was in the other world already, most of her, and that she was having a conversation in that i believe there were people on both sides of her bed in that room that helped her transition at one point she called out for her mama and that kind of left me pretty emotional because i figured well maybe her mother had come to get her i didn't know what mother came to get her because at the age of 56 my mother found out that she was adopted. So was it her mother biological or was it her mother that raised her? In any event, I hope maybe it was both that finally came to get her. What transpired after that was a mess of emotional feelings because my father had passed the year before And uh, my mother, a year later, I finally was able to have a funeral for my father and my mother. And uh, we laid them to rest in the Veterans uh, Cemetery here in Michigan. I don't think I ever want to live through an experience like this again because while my dad was unexpected at least i know that he wanted to live and although his body was totally breaking down i knew that once he left it wasn't his choice the one time that my father did wake up he cried he knew that he was going to transition and i told him not to worry the biggest thing that he was concerned about was what would happen to his wife. He once told me that they were more than husband and wife, that they were best friends and this is very true in every sense of the word. They were married for 65 years. They knew each other inside and out. They never went any place without the other person. They did everything together. So I can see where my dad would be worried. That's something what happened to my mother if i didn't promise to take care of her and i did i promised and i did take care of her as best i could but the memories that are left of my mother are not as good as the memories that my father left me at least my father left me a legacy and my mother left me feeling this tremendous amount of guilt I didn't do good enough. I didn't take care of her good enough. I could have done more, but what more could I have done? I can't make the Lewy body dementia go away. I can't make the fibromyalgia go away. I have this vision in my head of her contorted body days before she died. And it just haunts me. And it haunts my sister as well. Uh, That's what we both are very, very angry. Yes, we are angry about what she did. This selfish act of just deciding to cash out by not taking her medicine and just thinking that she was going to dance her way into death without any consequences for her or me or my sister or even my brother who tried desperately to get up to see her. We couldn't get uh, a, a ticket for him. So at least we were able to, before she slipped into the coma, have them talk by telephone, but it wasn't anything that was coherent The only thing I can say for my brother is he doesn't have the vision in his head of my mother at the end, which kind of is a blessing since he's the youngest. I wonder sometimes, she told my sister before she passed that I wasn't to feel guilty. But how can you not feel guilty? I mean, really? You don't want me to feel guilty because you cashed out early because you wanted to go be with dad. That was your excuse when I really think it was the fact that you wanted to come back to live with me. I think that you were angry about that. And I think this was your way of getting back at me was to just do this knowing that I would feel guilty So can you imagine I'm going back and forth with myself trying to reconcile all of this? And here we are three months later and I'm still not reconciled. I still haven't given away her clothes. Her stuff is still in the closet. I have dreams about the last day, breathing, not breathing. I don't know if that will ever go away. I don't know if it will diminish. I don't know if she's happy where she's at. I really have no closure. So for those of you that are out there listening to me, if you're in my situation, what I would do is try to get professional help if they feel that way. when I my doc the doctor that was treating my mom which is also my doctor I saw her two weeks after my mother passed away because I had a doctor appointment and told her that my mother had passed and she was just shocked she said there was nothing wrong with her why and I said well she just didn't wanna didn't want to live anymore and she told me that there are more people nowadays that are as old as my mom or older that just don't want to be here. And I think in one respect, my mother was very angry at the medical system, the hospitals, the doctors, because she felt at one point the tests and the drugs and everything that they were doing for her was overkill, that they, you're 85, one person, or one doctor wanted to give her a new shoulder and because she was having pain in her shoulder. Now, this is an 85-year-old woman that he's telling to get a new shoulder put in and, oh, yeah, you'll be fine, I did it on a 91-year-old. And I thought to myself, are you really kidding me? What is happening to our medicals. What are these doctors doing? I truly believe they killed my father. He was on 21 different pills. Nobody reconciled the medication. So if you've got a parent that's on a lot of medication, 21 pills is too much. 10 pills is too much. There is no way that you can take that many pills and not have one pill interacting with the other adversely. So as baby boomers, I think that we have to monitor what the doctor is giving our parents, especially if they're in our care. Question the medicine that they're giving our parents. What adverse effect will it have on them? Do they really need that test? At that point, you're 85, 86, 90. All medicine has done is served to prolong the life way beyond what God has chosen, way beyond natural causes of death, in my opinion. Now, mind you, that's my opinion. Do I want to live to be 90? Heck no. Not if I'm going to be a shriveled up prune. Not if I'm not going to be able to walk. Not if I'm not going to be able to be in my right mind. I don't want to live. I want to be gone. I think at that point, I'm way overdue. I'm overripe. I am ready to move on to something new. So, if you do... Have a parent living with you. Learn from my mistakes. Make sure you have a talk with them. I mean a frank talk. Make sure that you have the funeral arrangements already made. Make sure you have a will. Make sure you know who gets what so people don't fight. Make sure you know their doctors and what medicines they're being on and don't be afraid to question the doctor. They're not God. They went to medical school. They're human. Are they doing this to line their pockets? Maybe. Are they asking for tests that shouldn't be ordered so Medicare will just foot the bill? Maybe. There's a whole host of things that we need to start to question, I think, that we take for granted. I don't trust a doctor completely with my health. I need to look at the drugs I'm taking. I need to try to get off the drugs I'm taking. I need to take care of myself better. I need to eat better. I need to exercise better. Because the one thing that my mother left me is this thought. And that is to take care of myself the best that I can so I don't end up like her. So I guess I will leave it there. And you can go over in your own mind, if you're where I was, all of these different scenarios. And I hope and pray that you will find a better way than I did.